Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about the construction of our lives. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 13th of March, 2023. I'd like to give a quick shout out to my daughter, Melody, who's turning 16 this week. Very proud of you, darling, and what a wonderful young lady that you are becoming. Now, the Torah portion for this week is actually a double portion. It's called Viakel and Pekudai. Sure. So the Torah portion is Exodus chapter 35, verse 1 to chapter 38, verse 20. The half Torah portion is also, the whole thing is, is double. So the, the half Torah portion is 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 13 to 26, to chapter 7, verse 40 to 50. And then you have 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 51 to chapter 8, verse 21. So it is a, a, a bit of a reading, a bit of reading. Hebrews is the Brit Hadashah, is Hebrews chapter 9, verses 1 through 11, and then Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. So I encourage you to open up your Bible and go ahead and study that. I actually was not really feeling well enough to read it all, and thankfully my sweet husband read it for me. Poor guy, he said his eyes were hurting him by the time he was done. Especially because, I'm not going to lie, the Torah portion for this week, the Exodus portion, it's very fascinating, especially because I did have a few questions. I'm like, wait, what did this mean? And what do you think that word means? But it's it's really just going into detail about the tabernacle. And it's fascinating, but it it also be a lot if you're reading a huge portion versus just tiny chunks. And for me, I've definitely learned that tiny chunks work best for me in order for me to retain it even a little bit. So that is the Torah portion for this particular week. And the podcast title is The Construction of Our Lives. And for those of you who know me in person, know exactly probably what I'm going to be talking about, even at least a little bit. So we're in the process of a pretty large renovation in our house. We um, got our took some equity out of our home. And it's almost been a year now, actually, since we did that. But unfortunately, we didn't get our contractor actually to get started until about January. And ironically, he actually has to go do another job in like a week or two. Actually, this week, I think, will be his last week at our house for a couple weeks at least. And honestly, I'm okay with it. Not only because we have two dogs, one of them is a puppy, but also because we're living through the construction. You know, our, our contractor has told us time and time again, like, how much easier this would be if we weren't in the house. Not like being mean, but just simply saying, you know, if you weren't actually here, it'd be easier because we'd be able to knock it right out. We wouldn't have to move all of your valuables, you know, take everything off the walls because it would just be a bare house. You know, a bare house is a lot easier to do uh, construction on or renovations on than it is uh, when you have all sorts of clutter and knickknacks and pictures and things uh, and huge pieces of furniture all over the place. So... God bless our contractor and uh, the gentleman who's been helping him. I'm so thankful for them. They're both believers. And honestly, it, it would be really tough if we didn't get along. I really get along really well with our contractor. 
sometimes we need a little help communicating because we maybe miscommunicate sometimes. But other than that, we get along really well. He's a really kind and generous uh, gentleman who really seems to be uh, knowledgeable in the area that he has his expertise in. That being said, I'm talking about the construction of our lives. What in the world does that have to do with anything? Well, as you know, this is the messy, messianic mama podcast. And let me tell you, um, my house is a very good representation of most of our lives uh, mentally inside of our heads at the moment. We have all of our furniture and one area, uh, our living area is pretty open, but we have all of our stuff from the dining room and the living room all squished into one area. And what we're not using, he is fixing the ceilings. He's re-applying um, mud, I think. I don't know, to our ceilings. Uh, when we first bought the house, my son and I, because my husband was deployed, I really don't like popcorn. And it's really not good for people who have allergies, a.k.a. me. So I was like, you know, we're going to go ahead and scrape off this popcorn ourselves and save ourselves some money. And let me tell you, we did. And we did it before we put our, our um, furniture in. So it made, made things a lot easier. However, I will tell you this. We didn't necessarily do the best job. And obviously, we didn't do a professional job because I'd never done it before. And we did the best, of, made the most of it. Most people don't even notice. I noticed because I'm the one who did the job and I'm a perfectionist. So I know it's not perfect. So basically, he's just perfecting what we started. And he's also going to be painting the walls. And he's been painting our cabinets and in our kitchen and also like our laundry room, like the hallways, everything. So you can imagine all of the plastic that is up covering our belongings and also like our cabinets and our countertops and our refrigerator and our desks and things. And we have paint, paint tape holding up all the plastic along the walls and trying to keep it up from, they don't work on the weekends. We, we do not want our contractor to work on the Sabbath. And thankfully, he doesn't work on the weekends, so it works out really well for us. But we also have to live with that because, yes, we could tear it all down and have to put it all back up on Monday. But how much time has been spent having to put all that stuff up? So I'm trying to be work with my contractor to make it, you know, a smoother process and, and going a little bit more quickly because he's supposed to be out of our house on Tuesday, but he probably won't be out of our house till Wednesday or Thursday. But I was thinking about the, all this construction we're doing on our house. And it's not even close to being halfway done. And I was thinking about how often we as believers put this notion or have this notion that for some reason we have to show the world that we have our life all together. That our life is just perfect. That we have the perfect spouse and the perfect children. And everyone is so well behaved. And our home is uh, all the different rooms you could take a picture of. And you could totally find that in a catalog of a magazine. And how much pressure does that put on our own lives and, and on ourselves? And instead of focusing on things that are actually important, we're too busy focusing on the perfection of, say, our home. And then I was also thinking about how... As a person who maybe wants to know more about God, who isn't a believer, who wants to know more about this Jesus, this Yeshua, but is afraid to, 
and doesn't understand that they can come to Adonai with all the baggage that they have. They don't have to get their lives straightened out before they come to Yeshua. Yeshua helps work out all of those things. And it was, it's interesting because I was also thinking, you know, my husband and I, we bought this book on audio, on Audible, because I'm, I'm a big Audible listener. It helps me when I'm driving to keep me alert and engaged. It was something that I started doing when I had to drive my son uh, two hours one way, at least, to, up to Duke Hospital on a pretty regular basis. And, you know, teenagers aren't necessarily the most talkative. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to something and he's going to, you know, listen to something in the back and we'll both be very happy. So we bought this book and I'm still not sure exactly how I feel about it because I don't know that we finished it. Big shocker. It's a nonfiction book. If it's a nonfiction book, I, I can't finish it. I just, I'm, I'm, I seem to be incapable of finishing any nonfiction book except for the Bible. That I finished quite a few times. But we, we got this book. It's called The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi. And it's by Kathy Lee Gifford and Jason Sobel, who's a rabbi. And he had some really interesting insights into the life of Yeshua and our own walk with him. And one of the things that I thought was intriguing, because I've never been to Israel. In fact, my husband and I are, are going to be renewing our vows next year. It'll be our 20th anniversary. We never had a wedding and we never really had a honeymoon either. So we're actually, instead of, in lieu of gifts, we're asking that people would just donate money towards us being able to go to Israel because we've never been. And we, our heart is really to do that, especially since we're in charge of a messianic congregation. I think that it's something that we should really do. And he was talking about Yeshua and how, for whatever reason, in most translations, if not almost all of them, it says that Yeshua and or Joseph also, his father, um, his earthly father, was, or stepfather, I guess, was a carpenter. And how that really didn't make sense for anyone who's ever been to Israel. And that kind of perked my ears up. Like, what do you mean he wasn't a carpenter? Like, that is definitely the going thought that I grew up with. And he talked about how, if you've ever been to Israel, you'll notice how there's next to no trees. So it wouldn't really make sense that he and his father were carpenters. In fact, what would make more sense is that they were stonecutters. Now, I don't know whether or not this is true, but it's definitely a fascinating insight, if it is true. And since I haven't been to Israel, I cannot really say yay or nay. But what was interesting... Is that so often we talk about Yeshua being a carpenter, but when you think of him as maybe being a stone cutter, it almost makes more sense. If you've ever seen these guys, they're called the skit guys. They're not messianic, full full disclosure. They're just believers, you know, because that's evidently a sometimes a bad thing. I, I don't know why, but it is. We're both uh, it's not a salvation issue. But the skit guys, they, you should check them out on YouTube. They have a skit and it's called God's Chisel. And actually there's two different versions and it's so well done where basically one of them is standing there and 
he's basically pretending to be himself. Like I have all these faults and these things, but I want to believe in you. I want to follow you. I want to be like you. And God, the other guy is pretending to be God and having a chisel and chiseling so slowly but surely all the different things off of this guy that are not necessarily pleasing to him are not things that he needs. They're not necessary. The things that are his baggage, his hurts, his hangups. And if we choose to let go and submit ourselves to the father, he will take all of those things off of our shoulders. And that's where the peace of, of God really comes from. The peace of has all understanding. Um, how do you get that? When you choose to submit yourself, let go of all those things you're holding on to and clinging to and saying, but this is who I am. This is who I am. And God's saying, no, you are my child and I love you. And let me show you. Let me show you how beautiful you are by getting rid of, by chiseling off all these things in your life. And I was honestly I was thinking about that as I was watching even my contractor when he was fixing what I'd done to my ceiling. And, you know, he's, they have to sand, they have to sand it to make it smooth. And then they, they're putting up this mud, um, which basically just looks like really thick paint, I guess. Um, or it's just like putty. And, you know, he uses this big tool and, you know, swipes it on and, and it like, oh man, it looks so clean. Cause he's already done our living room area and it looks beautiful. And it, and you can tell the difference. At least I can. I don't know if my husband can, but I know I can absolutely tell the difference. And it's so clean and beautiful and doesn't have dust or anything else holding on to it because there's nothing, the way that he did it was so perfect that there, it's all smooth. All the edges are smooth. Kind of like God in our lives where he is smoothing out our rough edges. And what a great picture of the love of our father when we could see Yeshua slowly but surely chipping the things off of us that we don't need in our lives. That was kind of the thought that I had today. I was, I was also thinking about how on Saturdays we have a time during our services where we do testimonies. Where if you have a testimony of what the Lord has done for you that week, you'll get up and, and testify. Now sometimes people come up and I think it might be, just be that they... They love the Lord and they just want to tell people about it. And I think that that's a great thing to do. Um, other times people I think are just lonely. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I love it when people come up and they truly do have a testimony or something like I just talked about where it wasn't necessarily something that God did profoundly in my life. Like it wasn't some sort of miracle. It was more of a revelation. This is what re the Lord revealed to me this week. And one woman in particular does a beautiful, beautiful time where she comes up for testimonies and she'll talk about her grandkids and what was revealed to her through her grandkids that God was kind of showing her about how often, you know, we need to be patient or how often, you know, we're just like these little children. And I love that. I think that that is... To me, that speaks to me more than any other testimony. Not that any of the other testimonies are terrible or bad, but those ones really do speak to me because it's really the Lord whispering and showing you in small ways His glory and His wonder. 
Because, I mean, really, how amazing is it that we have a God who's willing to take the time because he loves us so much to chip away at those things that we don't need in our lives. And you know what? Sometimes it hurts. A lot of times it's painful. Most of the time it's painful. But how worth it it is in the end when we allow our Heavenly Father to do that for us. And that's really what I have to think of even now as I have contractors <laughs> doing all sorts of awesome things in my house. It's like, you know what? The end product is going to be beautiful. And that's exactly how Adonai feels about us. I already know that you're beautiful, but let me show you. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you get to the potential. You have so much potential right now. Let me show you the beauty within. If you just let go and, and set aside these things in your life that are not important and are not of me, and do not glorify me. Let me show you how much more beautiful you are and you will be. I pray that you all have just had a fantastic week. I'm actually struggling with an ear infection. I think they think it might be an ear infection. I'm actually going to see the doctor again tomorrow. And as I said so many times in this podcast, enjoying the little things in life. Trying to see through God's eyes every single circumstance in your life, whether you see it as negative or positive or neutral, say, Lord, show me, reveal yourself to me in this situation. Because I guarantee you something will be revealed to you if you are simply open to hearing the word. List open to what the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit has to show you in your own life. You know, asking the Lord, like, reveal to me what it is I need to do to change. Reveal to me what it is that I need to, to set aside to let go. Reveal to me who it is I need to forgive because I have a heart of unforgiveness. Reveal to me where I can become more like you, Father. That was kind of my thought for the week and, and what the Lord revealed to me. And I, I hope that it blessed you as much as it did me as well. Gives me hope. That I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. That this is all going to be worth it in the end. Now as I do every single week, I'm going to go ahead and read you and sing to you the ironic benediction. Which you could find in Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 to 26. <speaking in Hebrew> Yes, Adonai, Panavaleka, Vesimleka, Shalom. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Vashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a fantastic week. I hope that you are preparing for Passover, um, which I believe starts April 5th. Could be wrong. Please correct me if I am. But we do need to prepare our hearts, our minds, and our homes for this time. May you all have a blessed week, and I hope you'll tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com. Or you can email me at elmmm3 at protonmail.com. 
That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.